With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. This is Sports Day. Yeah, very good evening. Dan Menzel, David Wilde, all thanks to Irrigear to save time and water. Irrigear is here. Irrigear offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions. And the open line is 1300 736 736. You can text us on 0427 154 166 on all things trade. And that's for just quality home improvements. So welcome, Dan Menzel. Hi, Dan. How are you? Hi, Wilds. I'm good. And uh, there is plenty happening tonight with an hour to go in the trade period. We've seen, we knew we would. We've seen plenty of activity today and we will continue to over the next 60 minutes. So Port Adelaide, uh, they've done well. We said Sydney minor premier, if you look at the trade deals. Port Adelaide probably in second spot. Yep. They've got Solder. We, we didn't think they'd get him last night. We thought he may be the one that slips through. They've got Jordan Sweet and they've got Radagalia and they're just waiting now on uh, on one more. Yeah, they are, which... Um, Zerk Thatcher, which Z- should be a fait accompli. You'd think that one would happen. So we'll run through them in order. Dersma's the other one that's still not done yet, and that is obviously him leaving Port Adelaide. But we'll, we'll start on the inclusions for Port Adelaide. So Asava Radagalia, this one for mine, almost as important as any of them. So the deal got done and... Geelong then got back pick 25, which we knew was on the table. It's been on the table the whole time. Geelong didn't accept it initially, and they wanted a little bit more. Well, look, they got a little bit more. It was pick 25, pick 76, and pick 94 for Asava Radigalia. So, look, I think it's I think it's fair. We said 25 was fine and throw in a little bit extra, and there was a reason why Geelong were, were keen to get those picks. Let's have a listen to Andrew Mackey on those later picks in the day. Right now, that, that 76 is our third third pick at the draft um, so you know that'll come in with all the Gold Coast bids and everything involved with all that um, so that was the thinking there we talked about some future stuff but we were realistic about what Port Adelaide had in their in their hands um, so 76 we uh, we do value every pick um, so you know we've known all year uh, with the stuff we did last year in the trade period about we're probably working in the back end of the draft so it gives our guys an opportunity hopefully it comes in a bit and and we can find a play there. Damo we'll throw it at you at the desk. Yeah, so Andrew Mackey, they're talking about why they wanted those extra picks because they just don't have many picks. So it makes sense. I think both clubs would be very happy with that deal. Yeah, we thought it was fair, didn't we? Pick 25. It's an early second-round pick or, or late, even a late first round. So I think that's more than fair. No, I agree. I think uh, Paul will be happy with that, as they will with Jordan Sweet coming in. Now, that that gives them some depth and some competition in the ruck before we get to Ivan Soldo. But uh, pick 50, yeah. Bulldogs get back in return from Port Adelaide, which is a... Third round pick, Jordan Sweet, pick 50. Look, he was never going to play over Tim English. So, again, I think it's a win-win situation for both clubs. Yeah, I look, I do too. But I, I think Jordan Sweet perhaps would have preferred to be the main man himself. Now he's going to be second behind a premiership ruckman in Soldo. Well, he'll back himself in to be able to beat Soldo. And that's what you need if you're Port Adelaide. You need that competition. Uh, and so for Port Adelaide, 
It is a great situation. They've got two guys that are going to go head to head. That and Vizantini. And well, and Vizantini is going to improve as well. But again, you'd rather have more options than than not enough, which is what their problems been in the past. So we'll get on to Ivan Soto, who has come across to Port Adelaide from Richmond. So what this looks like is Port Adelaide receives Soto and pick fifty in the deal. So they get Soto and pick fifty, and they give up. Uh, pick 41, pick 49, a future second round pick, and a future fourth round pick. Right. That's a lot. That they've they paid, paid a lot to get Soldo across, who is a contracted player to Richmond. So I'll say it again. They got Soldo and pick 50, and effectively have given up pick 41, pick 49, a future second round pick, and a future fourth round pick. So effectively, yeah, it does even out to be a second or even a first round when you put them all together. Do you think, Dan, he's any better than Ly- when Lysett was fit? They both played in premierships, Lysette for the West Coast Eagles and Soldo for Prem, uh, for Richmond. Who's the better ruckman? I think when, when they're both fit, uh, Scott Lysette at right. his best. I, I genuinely think that. Now, Soldo, is there upside there? He is 27 years of age. He's not as young as what people probably think he is. Can he get to that uh, level, I guess, when he's the out-and-out number one ruckman? He hasn't got a Nan Curvis there. Then, yeah, he certainly could. I think it's more so out of necessity. I think they're worried about Lysette's body and, and the health there. And, and Jordan Sweet's never really been able to prove it at AFL level. So that's why they wanted Soldo. And they have paid a lot, but they have got their man. Now, you touched on uh, Dersman. That's the one we're waiting for. And I'm, I'm pretty sure all will get done. Uh, here's player agent David Trotter talking about Xavier Dersma. I'm still hopeful that one gets done. Like, Xavier's contracted, so he knows um, he's ringing me pretty regularly uh, to check in. But he knows that if it doesn't happen, he's contracted and goes back there and fulfills his obligations. But I'm pretty hopeful that one that one goes through. Do you think that's that's the one? That's the 729 one, potentially? Uh, I hope not, but <laughs> potentially. So 7.29 Victorian time, that would be tonight, which is 6.59 oh, here. Time. So our time will be in about 54 minutes if that does go through. I think we'll see the Dersma one go through because they're bringing in so much Port Adelaide that I think they'll be okay with him then leaving if they get the right deal. Um, but while we stay on Port Adelaide, what does that look like now that Asava Radigali has come in, Jordan Sweet has come in, and Ivan Sato has come in? What does that look like for Scott Lysette? What do you think before think, we before I, we get into it? Yeah, I think Dan, he's he's finished. I I felt that a lot last year. The big fellas had so many injuries, so many. So I think Scotty Lysett will probably retire and enjoy retirement. Um, the the body just isn't up to it. I don't think at the moment. Oh, I think that's the case as well. And let's have a listen to his agent, Colin Young. If those deals hadn't come off, and 24 hours ago I actually thought Soldo probably wasn't going to come off. A bit of work was done overnight, and today it popped up this morning, and I got a phone call this morning saying that would probably happen. So Scotty probably would have stayed on at Port if they hadn't. So now he's obviously available if he chooses to play. He'll give it some thought over the weekend whether he'll have a chat to a few more clubs next week or he may retire. Has he got a bit of interest, though? Yeah, he has, yeah. yeah. But, you know, it's been a long year for him. He only had his eye poked out by the ball against Melbourne early on, and that hurt. And then obviously the knee and a few ups towards the end. He had a clean out about 10 days ago, but he He's, he's had a, he has had a few medicals over the last 10 days and he is fully fit and ready to go, but it's just been a tiring year for him. So he's going to have a few days to think about whether he will take a few offers up next week or retire. So that's Scott Lyson's manager, Colin Young there. Now, Woods, if that was my manager and he was saying that I was potentially going to retire Tyler. and weighing up these other options, I don't think I'd be wrapped if I genuinely wanted to continue yeah. playing and my body was up to it. So I think that uh, probably alludes to what we're going to see from Scott Lyson, particularly and, with those players coming in. And he won't want to go to a club and be, you know, second fiddle, will he? Like, no. Say, say when the Bulldogs, Tim English is the main ruckman, he won't get a game unless English is... Absolutely injured. So, no, you, no, I think he's done. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Uh, there's been plenty of other movement that's happened today. Uh, Hawthorne, will they get Jack 
Genevan come in from the Magpies. So interesting again here. There's a few things in this. So Collingwood gets pick 33 back, a future second and future third. Hawthorne, they get pick 39, Ginevan second and fourth rounders, which are future picks as well. So there's a lot in that. They haven't effectively given up a lot, Hawthorne, to get him in. No, that, that came out of left field. Obviously, and it looks like Collingwood weren't that keen to keep him when you look at They've obviously got Lockie Shields coming in, but to me, you've got a, a lad that played in Premiership fortnight ago, and he has got talent. We know he can do the, the wrong things too. He's done a couple of silly things, but he's still a talent, so... Collingwood didn't even try and keep him. No, it, they certainly didn't. And let's have a look, listen to Collingwood's footy boss, Graham Wright. Uh, yeah, we, we got a call yesterday afternoon that, um, that Jack had met with uh, with Hawthorne and was considering his options as to whether to ask for a trade. And um, that came early this morning that, that um, he wanted to pursue that. Uh, we, we had a couple of conversations with his management. He spoke to, to Craig McRae around lunchtime and um, you know, the decision was made to, to grant that request and uh, to allow him to go to Hawthorne. So there you have it. Jack Ginnivan is a Hawthorne player. A few other deals, Wilds. Uh, I'm going to read them out. Let me know whether you think it's a good deal for which club here. So Jacob Kajitsky is a Tiger. He's gone from Hawthorne to Richmond for pick 49. Who wins that? Oh, I think that's a line ball. No real winners. No, I agree with that. Uh, Jack Billings is now a Demon. Now so... this one, this one, I reckon Melbourne have yeah they've they've come from the clouds for for Jack and looking he, he might work in a, in a better side. He's yep. got talent. Yep. And he needs to fulfill that. He's getting well paid. But I think Melbourne might have done okay there. I completely agree with you on this. And the reason being is it's a future third-round pick the Demons are given up. So let's say it's pick 45. Yeah. Um, it's a decent pick, but it's it's still low. And we know that Jack Billings' best footy in his career has been a late. Can he get back to that level? Not sure. But I agree. In a really good system, really good setup, and a really good team, we could see the best of him. So watch this space on Jack Billings next year. Are the Demons? The other one is Jack Gunston to Hawthorne. Yeah, I'm surprised here. I think Jack's body's given out. Um, he played a couple of nice games at Brisbane in a top side to go back to Hawthorne when Sam Mitchell really has got rid of all the, I think Luke Bruce is one of the few only old guys I've got there. So um, what do you make of that, Jack? Obviously he wants to come home. He's, yep. He could be homesick. His family's in Melbourne. So, but Sam Mitchell has taken, Mitchell has got rid of a lot of the older yeah, no, players. He has. And, and Mitchell was on record last year for saying that Gunston's probably the one they're really missing. And I feel like that's around the footy club. That's not necessarily on field because we know where their list build is at. So they want him back. To help out, perhaps help out some Basically to help develop the younger kids there, which, which is fair. And uh, he probably, as you said, read, read the writing on the wall. That he's not going to get the game at Brisbane. So he'll head back to Hawthorne there, which is interesting. Uh, Elijah Hollands, he now goes to Carlton. So from the Gold Coast, they get a second-round pick, uh, currently pick 26, and a future third-round pick. Carlton give up. Uh, Carlton give back a couple of picks as well. So, yeah, not too much there. But, again, Elijah Hollands, one who a couple of years ago was touted as – Big eight or something. Yeah, he was. He's touted as being a very good player inside the first round. Just hasn't quite come on. So maybe going back to Melbourne, a Melbourne club, he'll be able to develop into a a better football. That's a great get and and be with his brother as well. Exactly, Uh, with his brother. So, again, sometimes it's the environment for players that they need. And um, it might be the case for Elijah Holland. So you would have had to have given up a lot more for him just 12 months ago. We'll just have more trade shortly, Dan. Just want to give you the good oil thanks to Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested and first cold-pressed in northern Victoria. Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, as we said, harvested and first cold-pressed in northern Victoria.
So, yeah, that's most of the deals that have got done so far. We did mention there is just under 50 minutes to go and we're going to be on air until the deadline tonight. So we'll bring those trades as they happen. Uh, we talked about Xavier Dersmer's one. Maybe a Choles, maybe another one that might get done potentially. Hawthorne is keen there for that to happen. So we'll watch this space uh, throughout the night. And I want to come back with the cricket. Massive upset in the World Cup and the Redbacks wrapped it up very, very quickly. McAndrew think taken five outstanding coming up on the show we've got tom morris we got lost in the wash leg up with blake johnston all thanks to lumo energy switch to the affirmative join lumo today and kia all electric kia ev6 with up to 528 kilometers of range kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car they made a grand utility vehicle kia carnival guv australian owned and supporting communities the arts and you join Yeah, trade day today coming to an end. We'll be with it right up until 7 o'clock. Uh, the number one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 just quality home improvements. And Lost in the Wash, the Toolkit Depot, tools, equipment, safety gear and workwear. Toolkit Depot, everything you need under one roof, tools, equipment, safety gear and workwear. Last night, Dan, we saw another ap- upset. We talked about the upset the yep. night before, but wow. South Africa going down to the Netherlands. Yeah, they did. We You mentioned that we went through our top seven ODI World Cup upsets in the history of the World Cup. <laughs> this would have, without doubt, made, made the top seven. This is a bigger upset than Afghanistan beating England two days ago. Because at least with Afghanistan, we mentioned it, they got Mohammed Nabi, they got Majib, and they got Rashid Khan. So they got a really good bowling lineup. The Netherlands, you you wouldn't have a player in their team that you'd actually would have ever heard of before. And we know how well South Africa have been going in this tournament. So it's a huge upset. So South Africa, they it was a bit of a rain delay. So what it meant was Netherlands batted first and it didn't look pretty. At six for 100-odd, the Netherlands looked yeah, like they were in 6-1-15. I went to bed then thinking it's all over. Yep, it looked like it was all over. They, they somehow made it to eight for 245 off just 43 overs because of the rain-affected game. So Keep it batted well, yeah, the captain. Really well. So 78 off 69 deliveries, not out. Scott Edwards. So they came back out, and then South Africa needed 246 to win from 43 overs. So just under six and over. But with their batting lineup against the Netherlands bowling lineup, you thought they'll they'll cruise Incredible. to this, but they didn't, and uh, they were all out for two hundred and seven. The Netherlands winning by thirty eight runs. It's a huge upset, and it just shows that uh, in this World Cup, if you're not on any day, you'll get beat. And tonight, the game Afghanistan v New Zealand. Yeah, so we know that, and this is in Chennai as well. So probably the most spin friendly pitch in the World Cup, which will suit, suit Afghanistan. Afghanistan with Rishi wow. Khan, Nabi, and Majib. So it's um, yeah, it's not going to be an obvious one for the Kiwis tonight. And the other good news today, the Redbacks uh, wrapped it up pretty quickly. That's a, that's a massive win. They smashed New South Wales. They did. So South Australia batted first. We mentioned this yesterday. They made 293. New South Wales in reply, 183. In their second innings, South Australia all out for 212. So it meant that New South Wales needed 323 to win. They were never going to get anywhere near that. They made – well, we bowled them all out for 136. So it is a very good win for the Redbacks. Player of the match, Nathan McSweeney made 64 and 100. 
So he was really good. Probably a little bit stiff, though, McAndrew. is Nathan McAndrew, who bowling figures in this game. So in this second innings, five for 19 or 14 overs. So he's taking 10 for. And in the first innings, he five for 42 or 15 overs. So he's taken 10 for and not got men in the match. And he made 26, I think, in the first deck as well. He did. It's because it was, there wasn't many runs made throughout the whole game. There was only a total of 800 runs. And in that, McSweeney made a... About 100, well, made 164, so effectively a fifth of the whole runs in the game. That's why he was the man of the so match. That's a good start. Where do they go from here? When, when's the next game? Yeah, so it's the list day, the one day cup on Friday against uh, New South Wales. So we're yet to win in that competition. Three games, two losses, and one no result. So we need to turn it around against New South Wales in that. And then we take on WI after that. And any news on Travis Head? Like, uh, do you think he'll play the World Cup or do you think it's a little bit late? No, I think you will because the tournament goes for so long. It's a two-month tournament. We we still have another six games remaining. So I think that uh, – well, Laurie said last night he, he won't play the next game and he reckons he could miss a couple more. But I think we'll see him for the back end of the tournament. It's just what they do is if they – Mitch Marsh had a really good innings the other night. So do they move him down the order or do they keep him at the top? I'm not sure what they'll do there. Are you surprised, Dan, that – it's so long between drinks or so long between games. I mean, this is, like you say, two-month tournament for 50 overs. Australia might play a game they're not played another six days. It just seems seems ridiculous to me. Yeah, it's... Why not have two games going? I know they probably want to show them all on the on the television and get the ratings, but gee. That's I... that's all it is. It's going to come down to the ratings. With the T20 World Cup, they do because it's not as long a format, and so they're able to play one in the day and one at night. But effectively... With this, and that's why it's hard over here in Australia to actually stay up and watch both innings. It starts at 7 o'clock every night and it finishes at 3 a.m. So it's hard unless they overlap the games. They won't do it because it's all about the financial dollar and the amount of people that watch. So we are, tonight is the 16th game, which is one third of the way through the group stage. So we are not even a third of the way through at the moment. So it is a very long tournament. And a lot of the games are on Fox and not free to air. So what do you reckon the general public's interest in the and the 50-over World Cup is in cricket. Very little. Yeah, I would have uh, thought. I've spoken with a lot of mates about this, and they have said, oh, I've barely watched the ball of the ODI World Cup. And and it's just where ODI cricket is at at the moment, unfortunately. We spoke with young McGurk. He didn't know it was on. <laughs> he didn't know it was said, on. Oh, who won? Who won? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, with T20 as big and as popular as what it is, and we know how good the test is, and with the Ashes, the one-day format has just fallen in a bit of a hole at the moment. And uh, what about tonight? You, you give Afghanistan a chance? Like you said, the, if it's a turning wicket. Yeah, I do definitely give them a chance. But I think New Zealand won't be caught wary after what they did a couple of days ago, the Afghans. And the other thing is Devin Conway, who opens the batting for New Zealand, he plays for Chennai in the IPL. So I think he'll, uh, I think he'll be the player of the match tonight. Okay, now try, we'll try and find your winner. Thanks for the leg up. Australia's fastest growing tipping service. Get a leg up on the bookies with Australia's fastest growing tipping service. Thelegup.com.au. G'day fellas, Caulfield Cup this weekend and I'm sticking strong with Francesco Gardi. I reckon he's ready to improve after three runs back from a spell. First up and second up, he chased home Fangirl and Mr. Brightside and then last night he just peaked on his effort in the Turnbull behind Gold Trip. Gets to a winnable trip. J-Mac has never won a Caulfield Cup, so he'll be hungry. I think he's going to be hard enough to beat at double figure odds, so I'm going to play him. Good luck if you follow, fellas. J-Mac, there you go. So that is... Uh, all from Blake Johnson. Just remember, too, what's gambling really costing you. Uh, catch every, every NFL game this season with Game Pass only on DAZN. Visit nfldazn.com forward slash NFL. We've got the trade coming up, Dan. 
and we'll hopefully have every trade between now and 7 o'clock. Yeah, will a, the Dersma get done? Yeah, Will. There's a couple more that are right in the midst cool. at the moment, which we will bring to you when we come back. We're also going to chat with Tom Morris about the trades that are happening right now. And he'll talk to us about Dersma and how that's going to look. Well, Port Adelaide looking good. Can they land four out of four? We'll find out in the next half hour and what happens to Xavier Dersma. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV, Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today. Just go, go. Welcome back, uh, Dan Menzel and David Wildey. Um, the open line, 1300 736 736 for just quality home improvements. And gives me great pleasure in welcoming Tom Morris, SEN's Tom Morris, to We're Talking Draft, brought to you by CMC Invest, international investing made easy. Tom, welcome. And uh, Port Adelaide, they look to be big winners. Can they get the final piece of the jigsaw done? Oh, Dave, Dan, yeah, well, it looks like they will. I mean, I, I'd be surprised if they didn't get the Zerk Thatcher for, um, for Dersma deal done. But those negotiations are still ongoing and there is 29 minutes remaining. So um, they've got four out of the five. Um, they need to get that fifth deal done to really nail it. But I'd be surprised if they didn't, um, given... Uh, what we know in in the past, when a deal normally gets this late and two players are involved, ordinarily um, the two clubs reach a resolution. Yeah, it looks like that will be the case, Tommy. But we did get a text in saying, won't Port be obliged to trade Dersma? They can't let Zerk Thatcher walk to the draft because they don't have the picks. Is that correct, that they need to get this done? Uh, well, I think both clubs need to get it done. I think when there's two players involved, I know Zerk Thatcher's out of contract and Dersma isn't. I think you're sort of obligated... Um, to find a way. So where it sits at the moment is that um, Essendon want to do a play-for-player swap. Um, they want Zerk Thatcher to go and Dersma to come in, and that's it. Um, but Port Adelaide would like something more. They, they rate Dersma higher. So they said to Essendon, give us your future second rounder as well. And Essendon laughed that off and said, no way. So I'm sure they'll reach a middle ground at some point, but time is running out, that's for sure. It certainly is. Uh, the... Ivan Soto uh, trade from Richmond to Port Adelaide. Jeez, it seems like Richmond got a lot back in this deal. A future second, a future fourth, pick 41, 49. They obviously, 50 was in it. But yeah. is that a, that's a win, surely, for the Tigers. Um, yeah, definitely. Given that Soldo is not the first choice Ruckman, I think any time you can get a future second back for a player that's unlikely to play many games for your team, that's a, that's a big win. Um, but also, you know, Port identified Soldo as a first choice Ruck. They thought that he was their man, um, and and they and they targeted him and they got him. So, um, you know, yeah, on draft picks, yes, Richmond got a lot back and, and looks as if they won the deal. But I, I don't think the Port should be too too disheartened, especially if Soldo's fit and um, and he performs the way they believe he can perform. So it could be a win-win. Yeah, Tom Morris, our guest. Hey, Tom, Jack Ginevan, he he sort of caught us by surprise, and it looks like Collingwood didn't work that hard to try and keep him either. No, that's correct. I mean. Collingwood were saying that Ginevan was looking and that they were happy to facilitate it. But I think in in reality, um, Ginevan knew that his time was, or that his days were numbered at Collingwood, if not at the club, certainly um, in their best 23. Um, and and Collingwood was also aware that you know they had they brought in Lockie Schultz, they already had Bobby Hill, Norms of medalist, Jamie yeah. Elliott, you know, a clutch player at McCreary. So um, again, they got a future second round pick back for a bloke that was. At best, probably going to be fringe. At worst, probably going to be a VFL player. So they've done pretty well there, Collingwood too. But also, so is Ginevan. Now, Ginevan's got a four-year deal at the Hawks. Um, he extended his career at a club that he supported as a kid. Um, 
and the Hawks get a get a player in to replace Tyler Brockman. So, you know, this is the way these deals work. At first glance, you think, oh, geez, I can't believe um, Ginnivan's worth that much. But when you when you piece it all together, um, I, I think there's every reason for all three parties, the player and the two clubs in that instance, to be satisfied with what took place. Tommy, you mentioned Bobby Hill when you're talking about that, and he is without a doubt one of the best pickups last trade period, and and a massive reason why Collingwood won the flag. We'll be talking about it next year. Who is one of the trades that is the reason why this team has gone on to win the flag? Could Jack Billings be that player at Melbourne? They they trade him in and and give away a future third round selection. Is is his best footy behind him, or is Melbourne seeing something in him? Uh, no, I think I think he's still got some good footy ahead of him. He's 28 years old um you know he's been injury riddled the last couple of years but he is a pick three and he is classy and it's not like his game relies on necessarily huge physical attributes you know pace or or, or you know even even um, even endurance or anything athleticism he's a lovely kid of footy and melbourne have identified an area they want to improve is that connection between mid and forward um and they and in fact we just had tim lamb here do a press conference and I asked him, you know, what have you seen Jack Billings? And they said, well, we saw an opportunity to get another classy player in. And that's exactly what he is. Um, you know, both, all parties are keeping it pretty secret. Um, who's paying for him? Because he's on $500,000 a year over the next two years. But um, there's no doubt that the Saints are chipping in. And the deal is Billings goes to Melbourne and St Kilda get a future third rounder, which actually mirrors mm. Lockie Hunter's deal to Melbourne last year, which was also brokered by the same manager, Paul Connors. Um, and, uh, and they're both left-footers as well. So there is some symmetry there too. Tom, who do you reckon has been the big trade winners? Obviously, Porter got most of theirs done. Sydney picked up some, some nice players. Any, any other club you can think of off the top of your head that's done really well in, this, in the trade period? Uh, I think Sydney and Brisbane are the main two. I really do. I think Sydney... Sorry, Sydney and Essendon are the main two, especially if, um, especially if Essendon can get this Dersma deal done. Yeah. You know, to give up... To get all these players in and not give up much at all, I think is really good business. So I think Sydney and Essendon, I think Port will be happy as well if they get Dirk Thatcher in. It's always easier to um, ascertain which clubs have done well based on the players they've got in. And any club that brings in two, three, four players will feel like they've strengthened. Um, so I'd go the Swans and Essendon as the main two. But you know, I, I think most clubs feel like they've improved to some degree for sure. And I suppose Adelaide and Gold Coast, they don't bring anyone in. But they get picks, so they're, they're winners on that uh, on that scale. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. The Gold Coast Suns get what they want. They get the academy players, um, with four of them, three of them are elite. I think one of them is absolutely you know top, a top five prospect. Um, so the Suns will be happy as well. The Suns draft hand next year is so so strong. So they'll look ahead to 2024 with some excitement too, and maybe have some salary cap space and some high draft picks to be able to. Um, lure a big fish to the club, which they haven't traditionally not been able to do, certainly not as free agents outside the Gary Ablett era. So that's a, uh, that's a possibility too for the Suns. Tom, thanks for your time. Thanks, Sam. Oh, thanks, guys. Cheers. Tom Morris here, SEN's Tom Morris for Australian Made, important to buy Australian right now. Look for the logo and be sure it's Aussie. So we're only waiting pretty well for one, Dan, the Dersma... Zerk Thatcher? Yeah, that's the obvious one. Um, in the time that we've spoken with Tom, uh, there's been a couple of deals that have been close to getting done. Maybe a troll is done. So he's gone to Hawthorne for pick 62. So Gee, that's... They've done all right. They have. They have done very nicely there, the Hawks, I reckon. So that that is one that um, we're looking at. Tom mentioned that Essendon was the other team that he thinks has won in this trade period. Sydney is the obvious one. But, yeah, if Essendon can get Dersma, 
don't forget, they got Jade Gresh, Gresham across from St. Kilda as well. So they have picked up quite nice and not lost too much. Zerk Thatcher might go out of that team. But, uh, yeah, in, interesting that he did mention that, yeah, Port's done well, but he thinks Essendon probably done a little yeah, bit better. Yeah, I think he's right. I think they'll be the top three. Um, we talk about Jack Billings. We can uh, play a grab, I think, Sam, from uh, Paul Connors, the player agent. Uh, late is how it came about, but I, I think it's just wonderful news if you're a Melbourne fan. Jack is an immense talent. I think we haven't seen the best of him lately because he's been injured. He's fit, he's raring to go, and and I think he, um, I just think he complements Melbourne and where they're at, and his kicking skills are elite. Interesting. Uh, his best footy is without a doubt yeah. in every every team in the competition's best eighteen. So. There's a reason why he got offered that $500,000 deal a year a few years back because he was playing some really good footy. He hasn't quite got back to that level and his body has let him down a lot. But Paul Connons mentioned there his body's really good at the moment. So Melbourne might actually have picked up a really good pick. Saints have had a few that haven't reached potential. Gresham, I remember Loney, he was another top yep. pick. And, and Billings, none have been what they thought they would be, like Gun Gun Juniors. Yeah, no, they've had plenty that have come through that just have never on. been able to sustain it um, for a the, long period is that of time. The system, you think the St Kilda system more so the reflection on that? Without that? it, without a doubt, it is the system. They have struggled. They've had multiple coaches uh, coach that footy club. They've had a lot of different people go through their footy department. A lot of assistant coaches and a lot of turnover. So it's something they haven't got right for a long period of time. And it's why in the last since since those 2010 and 2011 years when they were a very good side and they lost that, those grand, well, that grand final to the Magpies and to Geelong. Since then, they've really struggled and really battled. And they've had a lot of guys that even I think about it, Seb Ross, his best footy for a couple of years was outstanding yep. and then he struggled to maintain that. Yeah. So there's a lot of guys that just haven't been able to live up to those expectations at St Kilda. When we look at Port Adelaide, they're going to, let's assume they get them all in. Where do they fit in? How do you look at the Port Adelaide side with the with the people they're bringing in? Yeah, well, we we mentioned that a lot of these players coming in is just going to add to the depth of the power. Now, Asava comes in, he's straight away a key position player, which they need. So him and Alir Alir become, become so their he, one and two. Does he go to centre-half back uh, or full-back? No, I think he goes to full-back. I think he goes to full-back. Alir Alir goes a little bit higher up the ground. He's, he's able to come off an intercept, which is what they want. Um, does it mean that then a, a Trent McKenzie or someone like that plays your third tool potentially? Which He's probably better suited to that. Way better suited to that. Um, just not quite big enough to play on on the really big forwards in the league. So that will definitely help if Asava can lock that position down. So that will really help Port Adelaide's defence. Um, Jordan Sweet and Soldo will compete against each other for that ruck spot, which is what they need. Uh, can one of them play forward? I think Soldo probably more so than Jordan Sweet. But I don't think you'll see a lot of footy next year for Port Adelaide with both of them in the same team. And Zerk Thatcher, he's obviously got to come in somewhere too. So he could be competing with uh, McKenzie. Yeah, he definitely would be competing with McKenzie. Unless Asava does not come on as they expect him to, I, I think that it's going to be Asava and Alir as your one and two. They'll find their third and then they've got a depth player there, which every team needs because there's injuries in the key position players in most clubs. We've seen it at Adelaide this year, so they'll need that depth. When you talk about depth, Port Adelaide have got three of the, the best kids going around, but I don't think they've got great depth in their midfield. No. You, you've got three stars, haven't you? Rosie, Butters, Horn Francis, and you've got a, a blocker in, in Willem Drew. Ollie yep. Wines hasn't been in great form. Where's the next list of kids coming through? Well, it's tough because they've probably 
persisted with your Travis Bokes, your Robbie Gray played a long time. Um, so those sort of guys that meant that other guys couldn't really come in. So they probably haven't developed them and they've turned over their list a fair amount. Now, you've got the outside players in Houston who plays on the outside. He had a very good season third in their best and fairest. But if you look at their reserves team, their Port Adelaide Samples team, it's the likes of Jackson Mead. Um, they haven't come on, ever. No, they haven't. Um, Josh Sin, DeMont, maybe. Sin. Sin. So there's a number of players there that... Um, Narkel as well, a bit of half-forward flank. Um, but, yeah, they, they haven't come on and they haven't locked down that position. But don't you think to win a premiership you need more than three or four midfielders, like quality midfielders? Yeah. Like what Melbourne have got, what Brisbane have got, what Collingwood have got? Yeah, you need to bat deep. There's Without a doubt, you need to bat deeper than three. Um, now, again, they're relying on players to come on. And Miles Bergman plays at halfback a little bit on the wing. They're relying on these guys to really come on and become – Close to A graders. Which, Maybe Houston might have to go into the middle. Yeah, it's, it is a potential as well because they just don't bat deep enough, which is a very fair point. So, yeah, I think they'll go to the draft in that position as well because if they can complement and add to those three that they've got, then in a few years' time, when those guys are 27, 28 in their absolute prime, that's when that might be a really nice position for Port Adelaide, but they do lack in depth but across Port their midfield. Port don't have any hand in the draft, do they now? Well, m- not potentially this year, but in coming years. Um, yeah. Those guys are still only 22, 23. They're prime's going to be, and it's why this year they did overachieve. Their prime is going to be in two, three, four, five seasons' time. And that's my big issue. Porter brought in a couple of ruckmen and a couple of defenders, but it sounds strange to think their weakness could be the midfield, well, even though you got guns. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? It really does, because those guys are absolute out-and-out stars, but they're not going to get it in this trade period, and they might not get it in the draft because they don't have the picks. But when, what they could do is they could potentially trade for it in a mid-season trade next season, which is on the cards. And that's what Andrew Dillon got asked about today. And let's have a listen to what he said. Well, one thing that we uh, we just uh, before the finals uh, did the collective agreement with the Players Association and we've got an agreement from the players to look at mid-season trading. So I think what we'll do over the next um, few months is work out how we mid-season trade. You know, can we get that up and um, what parameters we'll have about that? So I think that's uh, to watch this space. Have we got a percentage chance for next year on mid-season trading? Uh, I think it's uh, even money. 50-50. That's, uh, that's good odds for there to be mid-season trading next year. Do you like it? I do. I, I love it. I think it's great. I think it mirrors other sports around the world that have such success with it, and um, you get players in that become a real difference for footy, for teams, and they help them win the title, or the championship, whichever league you're in, or the premiership in the AFL. So, the the reason it hasn't happened in the past, and I, I was a part of the CBA and um, the bargaining agreement. I was a delegate at Geelong five or six years ago when this first got brought up, and I remember the players were against it, and the players' association was against it because. Players weren't getting paid enough that were on the periphery, I guess, that could then just pack up and leave and go and play somewhere else for three months and then potentially come back. Yeah, and and not get another contract. So players were not quite against – were against it because of the lack of security, whereas we've seen the CBA and the bargaining agreement and the money now is just continuing to go through the roof. So I think now they're starting to come around to it. So a mid-season trade, you would say if someone's going to pick you up, you'd want it for at least 18 months, not just the – well, that, the that's the question. Is it a loan effectively? Or do they come back to the club? Yeah, well, so a loan like they do in soccer is yeah. they go out for, in, in the AFL, it'd only be yeah. three months and then you come back. 
I'm not sure that happen will happen though because of the IP, the intellectual property of it. Go across, get a game plan, all these different things, and come back to a footy club. I'm not sure clubs will want that to happen or will allow that to happen. So, I think once you go initially in this mid-season trade, it's for good. So it's not necessarily between you and one other club, is it? You can try, you can loan a player out to anyone, and then try and pick up a player from any other club. Or are you saying it has to be? It'd be a trade. So it'd be the same Carlton as got, right now. Carlton have got something we want yep. and we'll give you something you want. Yeah, well, it'd be the exact same as the current trade period. So it'd have to be for a draft pick. Right. You could do a three or four-way tr- team swap. But, um, yeah, I don't think we're in the position where it's yeah. a loan at this stage where you go out for a few months and you come back. I think it's you get traded mid-season. You, you it become is for their good. player. Yes. Yeah. Because and, and that player should then get at least what he's got at that club, if not more. Without a doubt. And I think if we had the loan system, you would actually, it would be a little bit of a farce because teams know they're getting a player back and they can't win the premiership that year. They they will try and get back as much as they can and teams will give up so much to win the flag. I think it will cause, it'll cause more headaches than what it will actually so, Dan, solve do you reckon, problems. just going on with it, do you reckon many players would be in, in your top 23 or 24 would be traded or would you, you think in the players that, Maybe they can help another side, but no, they're they really would. not in your top 24. No, no, I think they would. And the reason being is that you might trade your six or seven best player because they are out of contract at the end of the season and you know that you are not going to retain them or it's going to be hard to retain them. So effectively, you're going to get rid of them three months before they are going to leave anyway. But the other part of this is the flip side is, all right, let's have a look at a team from this season and you go into the teams that played in the preliminary final, for example, and you're like, all right, what do we need if we are... If we uh, lose a Ruckman or... Correct. So they are willing to pay way overs to get a Ruckman to come in. We'll give you... So Brody Grundy's the example. You could have had um, oh, Port yeah. Adelaide going into the final series, and they said, you know what, we'll take Brody Grundy. We'll give you up our first round pick or our second round pick if we get Brody Grundy straight away from you, Melbourne, because you're not going to play him anyway in the next few weeks. They're the ones that would have been interesting around the mid-season mark. Well, they could come back to bite Melbourne if they meet him in the finals. Well, Brody Grundy might be a difference. It could. It's all part of it. It's what makes it very intriguing and very interesting to see if this does happen, which Andrew Dillon, the incoming CEO, said was a 50-50 shot at happening next season. Might you get our producer Sam Fantasia just on. Sam, any update? And we're all waiting eagerly for... For Dersma, Zerk, Thatcher, any news? Still nothing as of yet. Tim Lamb's spoken about the um, acquiring McAdam and Billings. Uh, Nick Austin at the Blues has spoken about acquiring Elijah Hollins. That's a good get, I think. Yeah, I think really so good get yeah, for Carlton. Pick seven a couple of years oh. ago, and yeah, no. He well, it was touted and talked about last trade period yeah. that um, teams are going to have to pay a lot to get him, and so it's why nothing happened. So. They waited the extra 12 months. It's a really good get and from the Blues. And he'd come off a knee reconstruction. Yeah, ACL too, and he's, yeah. So, in his draft and year. can take a year or two. Absolutely. Yeah. Just get back to full fitness. Dan's a man. He'd know about that. But <laughs> as long yeah. as you don't do four. Yeah, four. He's only done one. Yeah. So. No, he'll be, he'll be fine. He'll bounce back from one without a doubt. But we've got uh, 12 minutes to go. So we'd expect something to happen. Dersmer and Zerk Thatcher are the ones that we are waiting for. So, so you've, been moaning, the, you've been manning the phones? And just the, just oh. waiting for it to come through. Uh, Tommy Morris actually had to run from us early because he said he was chasing something. So just keeping an eye on, uh, you know, if there's any irons in the fire. But just back on the mid-season trade it's period, w- w- would you have that at the same time as the mid-season rookie draft? And would you be able to trade selections in the mid-season rookie draft if there's someone you really oh. like in it, regards to yeah, trading players? It does add to excitement, I think, Sam. I mean, I'm sort of warming to it, but... I think the players have to be winners out of this. If you if you're being 
basically forced out of a club to get someone in, they have to be compensated. And that's been an issue you've said for years, hasn't it, uh, Dan? They need to get maybe overs. Yeah. If, you, if you're going to move your family, particularly if you've got a family, yep. suddenly I'm playing for Adelaide. No, you're going to Carlton, you're going to Melbourne, or you're going to Gold Coast. Yeah, you need to be oh. remunerated the right way because otherwise we've seen it, guys pick up in the mid-season draft and they're there for three months and then they're out. Now, again, it doesn't sound like a long time, three months, but effectively it does it. You change your life, the opportunity and whatnot. You're working, so you've got to, you've got to completely change your life. So it would have to be um, the right done the right way so that players are looked after. Do you play against Carmichael that went to Collingwood? Josh Carmichael, yeah. Now, he's still on their list, is he? He's one of those ones that's waiting for this trade period Ugh. to finish. Uh, there's a number of players at each club at the moment that are waiting to see. Um, but he played some games and played okay. He did. He? Um, he did. So he he didn't play as much this year, though. It was when he came no. in last season. Um, Mitch Hardy's one who, from the Eagles, got picked up in the mid-season draft, went to Geelong. He's waiting to see what happens as well. So... Um, there's a lot of guys that are just on standby at the moment to uh, wait and see what happens in the trade period. And if there is a contract for them, waiting. This is this is really weird. There's nine minutes left, basically, and we're waiting on... We're waiting on one deal. One deal. Essentially, yeah. So what what's their betting? A straw poll is going to get done at 6.59, 6.58. Is that what's going to happen? Surely it will get done. Go to men's first. Yeah, it will get done. I think it will get done at 6.57. Uh, so that will be in six and a half minutes. But is Zerk Thatcher reliant on Durs? Will have to be that, or could they do something separate? Uh, could, could Port effectively get Zerk get Thatcher, Zerk Thatcher and get without? Dersma? Yeah, I don't see that happening. No. I think it would be the other way. I oh. think uh, Dersma will go, and I think Zerk Thatcher Port could try and get him in the yeah, yeah get pre-season him draft. preseason draft. Um, so I, I do think it will get done though. So we got yeah six minutes until my prediction. What do you think, Wilds? I think we get done, but. I don't know why it's so late. How, how do you think it'll get done? So Essendon have picked oh, who's gonna... 9, 31, 35, 73, and 88 in this year's draft. Port Adelaide have no picks this what year. I, what I'm thinking okay. and what I expect is Port will get uh, Zerk Thatcher and something else for Dersma. So yeah. I think Dersma is a better player than Zerk yeah, So what I think will happen is Port will get Essendon's pick 35 yep. as well as Zerk Thatcher. Future second slot. And Port will give up Dersma and a future fourth round pick. Yeah. So effectively, Essendon get gets a, a much... back or something. Well, even higher than that. Yeah. Because I think that the discrepancy or the difference between Dersma and Zerk Thatcher is a pick 35 to a pick 60-ish. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's where Ooh. Port would love to get a pick back in for this draft. So maybe it's uh, uh, that pick 35 from the Bombers and then a future fourth round goes to Essendon in, in that one. You've got last say. Yes, I, I, I agree with men's. It's going to be a, a, a shuffling of those picks. I, yeah. I think it probably will be a. I, I don't know their draft hands for It'll next be a sweetener, year, which is going to be which is going to be interesting to see how that sweetener comes depends out. on how good the sweetener is. Exactly. While we're waiting for that trade to happen and potentially any others in the next eight minutes, New Zealand. We mentioned New Zealand take on Afghanistan tonight. Afghanistan won the toss. They've chose to bowl first. Ooh. Which is interesting. So they want to chase uh, potentially with a little bit of dew on the pitch, but um, that means that New Zealand will open with Devin Conway and Will Young's going to open the batting because Kane Williamson is out with that uh, broken thumb, unfortunately. Yeah, which he's nice and stiffy. He, he broke his thumb with the ball getting tossed back in. Yeah, and that was coming batting. back from another injury. So and he retired hurt. So yeah, not great luck for Kane Williamson. But if they are good enough to make it through the semi-finals, they are three and zero, uh, which looks like they will. Then he'll be back for the finals. I would have thought um, runs on the board might be better, especially yeah. if you're Afghanistan, yeah, because you know you've got that bowling lineup that is hard to 
hard to actually get away. So I am surprised that they chose to bowl first as well, but maybe it is the dew in the conditions over there. Hey, Dan, the other news today, we'll be speaking with Scotty Ninnis tomorrow night, DJ Vasilovic, who's a very, very good player, played in dual premiership for Sydney Kings, and he's a shooter. He can shoot a lot of three-pointers. That is a massive coup. So I said, we'll talk to Scott about it, but that could be the missing piece. Yeah, it definitely could be the missing piece. Uh, Trenton Flowers was incredible uh, in the game on the weekend. He scored 18 points in the last quarter. That was yeah. something to watch live, Woods. And he, remember that name, Trenton Flowers. He is destined for the NBA. We're going to ask Scott about him. We know how well Trey Kell's been so far this season, but you're right. I think DJ is going to be massive for the 36ers, and he should hopefully start tomorrow night for Well, them. he's just been over in America I think with the Washington Wizards Washington and Wizards. playing G League and all that, but he is a quality player. So um, he, he could have gone, I believe, to a number of clubs, yep. and and he's chosen Adelaide, which is which is great for the Thirty Sixers. It is great for the Thirty Sixers. It's great for Adelaide Sport at the moment. Thirty Sixers tomorrow night. The Adelaide United kicks off their season. The A League. Redbacks won. Yes, the Redbacks won. So the A League starts Friday night here at Highmarsh Stadium. Adelaide taking on last year's champions, Central Coast Mariners. So plenty happening here in Adelaide. Just uh, on the Brandon Zerk Thatcher trade to Port Adelaide. Done? No. Essendon has offered a future fourth rounder as a sweetener. Fourth rounder. So future wow. fourth rounder. So I think they'll if, be a miles oh, you're apart. You're turning that they? down. They're, they're yeah. clearly not happy to give up pick 35. What yeah. numbers fourth? In the set could be in 70s. Yeah. yeah. Which, so, and there's only 50-odd players uh, picked usually. Them, yeah, exactly. So if we're going off this year's ladder positions, next year Essendon would have 8, 28, 64, 72, and 82. So it's either 64 or 72. So you're which reassessing is, now after that offer, or do they make a another offer? It's only a few minutes left. It's uh, five minutes. Less yep. than. Um well then, yeah, I, I guess if if I'm to remedy what I said before in terms of giving up pick 35, maybe Port then says a a future third, which might be a 40-45, but yeah, they're clearly a part at the moment. Yeah. And yeah. I think the other issue is Dersman now obviously wants out. If he stays here, it's not going to be... You know, it he wants doesn't to go sound like it. he's pushed the issue too much, though. And listening to uh, Dave Trotter, his agent before, oh, they he said he was that. happy to you know go back and fulfill his dreams. Well, now that Port has got... Asava Radigalia, Soldo, and Jordan Sweet in. Yeah. I think they will be the happier of the two parties that if this doesn't go Let through. Walk. Do because, they, yeah. because they might be able to get Zerk Thatcher through the preseason draft, but also they've got the three players they wanted. They'd be happy to keep Dersma. So I think Essen is the one who needs Dersma much more than Port Adelaide needs Zerk Thatcher Could now they, with what's happened. There's a Crows pick before Port Adelaide. Could they get... Zerk Thatcher in the preseason draft. Well, Ducks and Drakes. They could, but I don't think they're interested because why wouldn't they have shown their hand so far and it had some sort of interest? I don't think that's going to happen. Maybe, maybe it changes once you know it's uh, it's going through the preseason draft. Um, Beaumont Tiles giving away a trip for two to America's footy's biggest game worth over $70,000. Shopping store at Beaumont's before November 12 when you're in with a chance. T's and C's apply. Just waiting for this. Last trade. It's uh, it's incredible. We've got three minutes left. Yeah. yeah. I remember uh, a couple of years ago, a few years ago, when Orazio Fantasia was getting traded to Port Adelaide. It went down to the final minute. Yeah. I mean, a bit of grandstanding. If this gets done in the final minute, that's just sheer grandstanding. How Seriously. are you, if you're Xavier Dersma right now, sitting there and Brandon Zach Thatcher sitting there going, what is going on? Which club am I going to be playing at? Well, I'm going to find out in exactly three minutes' time. Do you reckon the player gets... Notified to say, mate, we're going to do it. We're just going to try and get a bit more for you or. No, well, during, but they don't know if they're going to get more for him. So no, I don't think, I think it would just be specifically through his manager right now. Port Adelaide wouldn't have told him whether he's coming or whether he's not. So 
it would be specifically through his manager. And I think his manager would be going, mate, I'm not sure this is going to get done. The uh, Adrian Dodoro special, his last trade season as the list boss before yes. Matt Rosa uh, steps into the position, position. So maybe he's just trying to really squeeze the lemon on his last year. Yeah. If you think we're padding, we are. We're waiting for this trade to get done. <laughs> and we are now down to a couple of minutes. So 6.57, we're on to just after 6.59. And uh, yeah, talk about going down to the wire. This is incredible. It really is. Um just uh, while we have time, on the Afghanistan-New Zealand game, if, if the Afghans win tonight, Wilds, they jump into the top four. they two and two then? They'll or? be two and two. So it'd be an incredible story oh. for Rashid Khan, LA Strikers' own Rashid Khan, if that gets done. So New Zealand 3-0 and and India, the only two undefeated teams now. And the odds are ridiculous there too. I think they had a New Zealand dollar twenty five and Afghanistan almost four bucks. Yeah, they did. Which in Chennai, that's the Silly. most spin-friendly wicket in India. So it is suited to the Afghanistan team, which chose to bowl first. Won the toss and they chose to bowl. I am looking over at Sam to see if there's any more news. Sam, just shaking my head. I'm just know, 90 seconds. You've got to do I, something. I'm, I'm refreshing all the feeds. I'm checking the text messages, see if Tommy Morris has Did said they come up through. instantly when yep. that happens? Yep. So as soon as they're through, they're through. But sometimes they're a little bit cheeky, the AFL. Is, you know, they'll say that the paperwork's been lodged yep. when the paperwork, you know, it's it's three minutes late or something. Yes. So. Well, we're not going to be able to let you know that because we're off air in two minutes' time. Yeah, seven o'clock, we're, uh, we're we're done. So we'll. Uh, oh, we still got sixty seconds. It still might happen. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, so regardless of what happens here, the biggest winners of the trade period, without a doubt, Sydney, Port Adelaide, and Essendon. And Essendon. Yeah, yeah. Essendon, especially if they get Xavier Dunsmith. Yep. And a couple so, of clubs have done individual. Like Collingwood get Lockie Shields. Gold Coast, nice picks. Billings goes to yep. Melbourne. Just a couple of clubs have done little single things, haven't yes. they? So I, I think with Port Adelaide and Dursma, you're probably going to get a similar return from him now, regardless of whether he's so his contract ends next year. Yep. So you're probably going to get a similar return now versus next you year. You get good compensation. Next yeah, year. Still, you're still going to get probably a second round. I still there. feel if you're happy to be shopped around, you. He wouldn't be as quite as much a Port Adelaide player as he would if his name wasn't brought up. But uh, I sort of hope for Desmond he does go and then Paul gets Zerk Thatcher. Yeah, it'd be best for both parties, but they've only got 60 seconds well, got to 60 get it minutes, done. I can yeah. see the clock ticking and no, still nothing there, Still nothing, still nothing through. So, geez, we'll... Uh, we might have to let it go and, and talk tomorrow. I yeah, think. absolutely. We'll, we'll have all the latest. Unless we make it up. Yeah, that's <laughs> Have a guess. <laughs> get through or not, Wilds? Uh, oh, it's... 45 seconds. I don't think it's going to get done, Wilts. Well, maybe it gets done. Is any time after it can get done? Like, get an extra time? Uh, I don't know. There shouldn't be, but... All right. All right. We're going to have to say goodbye, I think. Uh, Sam, thanks for coming in and helping us out there. Great to be here. And Dan, as always. See you tomorrow night. Bye now. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay.